0: the Paint Rest Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and
1: Laura Day where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy.
0: We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. Alrighty, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode with us, Laura and Roz. We're going to be chatting today about creative block and how to sort of push past that and move into some arty action. And I believe, Laura, you've got personal experience with this.
1: Yeah, I do. I was really sick with health complications. I was in and out of hospital and then as a result of some medications, I ended up with depression. And then that's when my creative block sort of set in. And I, it was like two or three years that I wasn't creating. And previous to that, I identified as a creative person. I had loved art since I was little. I'd always done creative things. I went on to do visual arts after leaving high school and run a business, tutoring and teaching people and all of those things. And then that all fell away and I just struggled to get started again and was lost for inspiration, was lost for creative direction, purpose. And yeah, I just hadn't been having a creative practice for a really long time. So it all started back up again with Julia's Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, and doing the artist pages or the morning pages, and really step by step, just building it back up. But when we were talking about it off the call earlier, Roz, you said your concept of a creative block was actually different to what I have experienced in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we can sort of unpack. I was thinking we should unpack both sort of options and both versions. So. My version of creative block is more around like the psychological barriers to art making. So the things that sort of stop you from making your art. Yeah, that's that's how I sort of see it. So things like perfectionism and the inner critic and practicalities. But when I say practicalities, like things like whether you have the space and supplies, I don't mean it on like a shallow sort of a level, more about the creation of those practical barriers and why we do that to ourselves. So things like not making your art because you don't have all the right supplies or not making your art because you don't have the perfect space to create. Yeah, just I find that, yeah, that's my version anyway. I was just thinking it was really interesting, your experience. So you had three years without making art. And I wonder if, like, I know you were going through a lot of personal stuff as well, but I wonder if it was potentially also linked to some changes around identity or a period of, I don't know, reflection around identity.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I was just so engrossed in just like dealing with the immediate day to day and my mental health was just not on track as well. So everything was quite difficult in that period of my life. So all the little extras sort of fell away. And all of those sort of things, you know, made me feel good because I was experienced experiencing depression. Yeah. That all just gets jaded and everything goes dark. So it was only until like I started the pages and journaling and doing that work on myself and work in uncovering what was going on within my mind. So I guess maybe there is similarity in like what you're describing because there were like mental barriers in the way and so by uncovering that through the morning pages like that's when I was able to put in place like those strategies and so maybe as an artist they already do have a practice but things are coming up and like maybe they've just lost their inspiration or they feel like their practice is stagnant, like they've been creating the same thing over and over, and then maybe it just doesn't feel right. So all of these sort of conditions come in the way with them producing their art. So the perfectionism and the, yeah, all of that. Yeah, definitely. Like I think they
0: are, like you're saying, I think there's a whole lot of different levels and versions of creative block. So- I think maybe if we go from more extreme to more detailed. So if you're if you're listening and experiencing sort of real real creative block like Laura's describing where you just cannot get back into it, you don't know what on earth has happened. It sounds like journaling was a great tool for you. How did you actually do your journaling? So I know it's the morning pages model, but it sounds like you also looked back at your journaling and sort of tried to dissect it and try to work out you tried to pull out of there some some more practical and psychological blocks like I was talking about is that right did you look back at your writing with a mind for that
1: yeah i did although pure artist way morning pages is at three pages of conscious thought and you're not supposed to look back
0: we're talking about Laura's morning pages it's okay <laughs> your version
1: so i did like i was like picking through those sort of elements Of what sort of narrative was coming up for me and why I had those barriers to creating. But going back to the creative identity, I actually was previous to this artist block, I was doing screen printing, printmaking. And then through the evolution of like this block and coming out the other side, I decided to take up a painting practice again. So it had sort of shifted as well. Like, so my medium had changed. And what I wanted to pursue had changed.
0: And so when you got back into painting or art making, sorry, after that, did you go, what What did you actually do? So did you just go, okay, now here's my brush and I'm going to do some painting? Like where, what did you do? Like, where did you just, how did you start? Like literally, where? how did you go from nothing to something? Not Not nothing to everything, but nothing to
1: something. I think it was a lot of reflection on like what, I really loved doing, and like, what was the most immediate thing? Because printmaking is a laborsome practice. Like, you, you know, have to draw up your design, and then I was doing stencil cutting as well, and creating my screens that way too. So it's a step by step process, and it takes so much. So I think it was about like just getting like a simple canvas, and I already had my paints there. They just hadn't been used for a while. And just bringing back my old art supplies that really, I had a nostalgic sort of feel to them. And yeah, it was just about simplicity and just starting at, okay, I feel this nudge. I need to do it. I went and bought like a big, large, cheap canvas, laid it on the floor and then just went free just with painting. And it wasn't even a good artwork either. Like (laughs) it was just, it was just free expression, like it was actually really ugly. I remember that first big painting I did.
0: <laughs> I'm smiling with happiness for you, but I'm also smiling because <laughs> this idea of painting, like finally finding your freedom and painting on a large canvas, is reminding me of this hilarious video I just saw on Instagram of somebody doing whole body painting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you seen it? So the canvas is on the floor and she's just painting with her body, like sliding around. And then this other artist does a cut of it. Like, so there's the version one with this, you know, very slim athletic build doing this, you know, physical, basically dance moves, right? She's looking very glam. And then there's the other artist who shared (laughs) Who shared the video and she is just hilarious. She's got, she's got tummy rolls, just like me, so no judgment, tummy rolls and she's got really high cut undies and, she, <laughs> <laughs> and the canvas is all like getting stuck in between her legs. Yeah, just,
1: <laughs> that sounds funny.
0: That's where my mind went because that's like that is what, I don't know, I guess that is almost what I envisage, you know, after having that block. And then finally giving yourself that space and that permission, I always talk about permission to paint and to put some colour on, you know, and substrate. That's how I see it going. It's like, oh my gosh, finally I'm here. I'm just going to get messy and I don't care about the outcome. Like I'm just, I'm immersing myself. Did it feel like that?
1: Yeah, it did. It did. But it also like took work to establish that again and make space in my life and prioritise it as well. So yeah, I think it was like bit by bit, like it was almost like reminding myself of my values again and reminding myself of why I love making art and thinking about things in my past that like brought joy and like ignited some sort of like passion or my muse again and just thinking about the experience
0: Mm, rather than
1: yeah, rather than making like a aesthetically pleasing artwork.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: No, I think we all need that. Like whether we've got the
0: creative block situation in place or not, we always need to come back to the joy and the really simple pleasure. Like you know, I often talk to the members in my membership about using mediums that they literally find pleasure in using. Like if they love the look of like a beautiful thick heavy body paint with like impasto in it for example use that like if that lights you up listen to that and use that in your art because that's going to create art firstly that you you love and that you enjoy creating and that people other people as well will be drawn to it because it captures like that happiness and that yeah that joy yeah so so cool that's great that you worked out how to sort of get past that huge block that's huge and and look at you now laura (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, well, we'd actually sort of talked about strategies last podcast episode because I'd had a long break. And then you gave me some extra strategies. And I kind of feel like we need to rehash that because they were really helpful as well. So it was almost like, you know, pairing it back, keeping it simple, setting yourself a small task, setting yourself a goal to create for like seven days, 10 days, whatever. And then also being okay with, you know, skipping a day or, but it's just about that repetition. So I think probably that's why the morning pages are so good because it is like that really simple task, like writing down. So that's your task for the day. And it's about that repetition. And so like building on that, we were talking about last podcast episode was, you know, I wanted to get back into my practice. I wanted to get creating again and set a structure for myself. And yeah, so I was like waking up in the morning, habit stacking with my cup of coffee and then getting out just something really simple. Like I did a little drawing. I had the coloring pages. So I used some gel pens and it was just a five minute task. So like really bringing it back to like, What can you fit in your day that's like super easy and super simple? And how you can make it achievable
0: and not scary, because I think we all do that to ourselves, I think, you know, like and the canvas is going to be huge and I'm going to paint this really detailed landscape artwork and it's going to be amazing. And when people see it, they're going to just be, wow, you did that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And we just put all this, you know, manufactured pressure on ourselves, I think. So how did you go with that week? Because you were, you know, between our last chat Uh, and this one, you were working on this morning painting sort of routine. So how did you go with it out of the, I did check in on you, but overall, what is your overall reflection?
1: (laughs) My overall reflection was I realised how much I like those colouring pages. (laughs) So I was actually thinking of like cutting up some little mandalas and just having them photocopied and ready to go. Cause I could just do it when I'm on the phone with someone and I love my colourful gel pens too. They're actually like almost empty, like all of them, the whole packet. So I've been using them like all week, but it was actually my birthday weekend. So I skipped two days of it. Actually, I think I skipped three. So three out of seven. That's not bad, is it?
0: No, honestly. And this is the thing. I think a lot of us do have that perfectionist streak and we're just all or nothing. And and it's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't help us. So yeah, no, that's that's really good.
1: I feel like I've got my momentum. Like I've actually been creating some extra projects for my mentoring clients as well. So yeah, it's just sort of spurred on this extra boost of creativity and I've got extra ideas for new artworks and I'm just staring at a blank canvas right now (laughs) and I'm getting like super inspired. So yeah, I might get the paints out this afternoon too. Yay, yeah, very exciting. I think, you know, especially the
0: colouring in stuff, like there's this mindfulness, you know, the whole mindful art thing because your brain can go on its own journey while you're doing that and you can think and these ideas can come to you, you know, while you're, while you're there and in that space. You know what I envisage, Laura, and I'm just going to put you on the spot, is beautiful custom Laura Jane Day mindfulness colouring in sheets Available when you enter your email address here, just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be so... Yeah, you've got these big ideas, Roz. I love it. I love your big visions. Yeah, <laughs> I always bring myself back down. No, that sounds really awesome, actually. I'm like,
0: and you can do this and this
1: and this. That would be, be something beautiful to like add, like, you know, just like a little kickstart sort of thing.
0: This is what I'm thinking. It would be aligned with you 100%. Not so much with me, you know. Like we're different, different sorts of humans.
1: Okay, maybe coming soon. If someone's li- like re-listening back to this episode, it might evolve in my future.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you are interested in, in that, send Laura. Yeah, a maybe DM. send me a
1: message. <laughs> or like validate the idea. <laughs>
0: At the time of recording, these sheets are not available yet. But <laughs> oh, and by the way, I was wanting to say as well, if you wanted to listen to the episode that where we sort of chatted specifically about Laura coming back from her break and wanting to get back into a bit of an art practice, I believe that was episode 15.
1: Yeah, I think it was.
0: Episode 15. So go and give that one a listen if you want to listen to us chatting about that topic. All right, so creative block, we've talked about your ideas around that, my ideas around that, and then we should talk about how to move past that. So we've got journaling, we've got following sort of following joy, like tapping into your why, why you make art, what do you enjoy about it, making your next, you know what I was going to say, making your next art project achievable, unscrapping that, it's not an art project, making your first sort of return to dabbling with paints, <laughs> a really friendly one, you know, so a really gentle sort of invitation back. You mentioned mediums before our, you know, recording, you were saying mediums.
1: Well, this was more in relation to if someone is just feeling stagnant and uninspired and they've been doing the same thing over and over and it's a bit of a formula and they just like need a bit of a like change up in what's happening for them in their practice, trying a new medium. Like what is something that you look at and you're like, oh, I've always wanted to try that.
0: Heavy body paint with impasto. Just saying, it's <laughs> <is> the, <laughs> the theme of the day. <laughs> yeah,
1: give it give it a go. Like maybe just look at some local classes, or like maybe just a short like YouTube tutorial, or just like something. Just give it a go.
0: Totally. That's the thing. I think you know we make these barriers. I remember wanting to get all in on art years and years ago, and thinking I just need a workshop, but I need to do the workshop with. This friend, and it needs to be in this location, and it needs to be on this day, and they need to be doing this medium. And I was just creating, you know, all of these ways for it not to happen. So, yeah, I think just keeping it simple like, how simple and how easy can you make it?
1: Yeah. Another thing that really helped for me with the creative block was connecting with community again and talking to other artists. And really being inspired by like what they're doing, what they're creating, what they're making and just talking about sort of like the ups and downs of that creative process and yeah, just your mindset because we all come up with similar challenges. So yeah, community is a big one as well.
0: Yeah, I like that one. And sort of I was thinking about community for various personalities or various people at different sort of stages as well of their art practice. For example, you know, people who are creative but don't yet claim that title of artist or they're like closet creatives and they love the idea of it. They really want to create. They know they've got this burning desire, but they're not yet, you know, what's the word, not yet confident enough to come out of their shell. And I think there's communities for people in all of those places, you know. So The quieter one would be, I would be thinking, would be a Facebook community where you can join. You don't even have to comment on anything and you can just look at all the posts coming up and gain some inspiration from just viewing. And then, you know, the more in your face one would be joining a local art community in person where you have monthly meetups and drinks and art demonstrations and exhibitions and all of that. I think there's a community, you know, like a level of community for everyone.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. It just depends. Yeah, what you feel comfortable doing. You know, there's a lot to say about putting yourself out there as well. And like going to gallery shows, going to those workshops, going to networking events. Because if you're one of those closet creatives, I think, you know, the more you engage with other artists, you'll realize like artists are really friendly. Like we're actually like a bunch of like, Really nice, lovely people. And most people that I've encountered are just more than willing to like impart some little nugget of advice or wisdom for you. So if you are not like fully standing in that I am an artist camp, it's still okay just to engage within that community and do it in whatever way you feel comfortable. I know that there are lots of introverts that are artists as well. So that can be quite challenging for people just to put yourself out there. But there is so much reward in doing that. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Definitely. And I just had two other ideas as you were talking. So there's obviously the Instagram sort of art community. It's a bit of a, if you're not used to Instagram, it might be a bit weird, but (laughs) once you have an Instagram account, it can just even be a private one, like your own account, that's fine. And you start to follow other artists, you'll start to sort of see networks of artists sort of come up where people just support one another and comment and sort of, yeah, support and nurture each other. And then they message privately in the DMs and I really love this and da 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 So that's another community. And then the other one, which is actually a big reason why Laura and I are, are on YouTube today, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, you can come over to our YouTube channel and watch us talking. So with the video and i think the youtube video which is just what's the word it's it's meta because people are going to be watching me saying this right now but anyway <laughs> when we put up this video on youtube you guys will be able to see all of the sort of the behind the scenes stuff as well so we're not going to be editing the audio too much but my point being we're on the youtube now as well because there's a community function so that's another little bonus for you on the community topic
1: yeah cool and then you know if you make friends, you can go on artist dates, you can go to the gallery, you can go out in nature and do drawing sessions together. Like there's so many things that you can do and then that will help you to like keep inspired and, you know, keep going in your, in your practice.
0: Yeah, definitely. Those artist dates, that's another Julia Cameron thing, isn't it? I just talk about it as like different ways of filling your creative well. I don't know if they're the same words she uses are they?
1: Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I'm not sure exactly of the terminology that she uses. It's about finding the fun and really like giving back to your inner artist child, like the inner creative and just doing something for fun because like we forget to play as adults. Like we just, you know, we sort of focus on the serious things and it's all about like that inner child and She suggested, I listened on a podcast recently and she suggested going to a children's bookstore. Oh, Oh. yes. Kids' books are the best. Yeah, like that sounds super fun.
0: I've got a little story to tell you, which I really love. It's actually a story from another artist buddy of mine. So I've got a local artist buddy named Simone Piccioni and he is Italian and I've mentioned him before in one of our previous episodes. If you want to go and dial back and listen to one of those, I don't know which number it was. And I bumped into him just the other day and I was talking to him about my art and my journey and my thoughts around my own art and da 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 And he was saying, Ros, Ros, Roz, less about your art. His, you know, heavy Italian accent, less about your art, more about everything else. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, so when I was younger, he said when he was younger, his uncle was an art teacher And he, but he would refuse to teach him. So he would not teach his nephew. And one day they ended up talking about art. And Simone said to his uncle, what about, do you like, why do I like these two colors together? He was trying, he said he was trying to be smart and show off to his uncle. So he was having this conversation about colors. And the uncle said, I don't care. And then he said, have you danced the tango? And Simone's like, what are you talking about that has nothing to do? Like I just asked you about colors. We're both in the art world and it's like, yeah, but have you danced the tango? I'm like, wow, oh, that's good. That's good.
1: Yeah, that's so good. That sort of like reminds me of like, well, you know, my recent travels and me sharing my inspiration and just being immersed in like walking the streets and gathering inspiration. Like travel is not really connected to like me in the studio. With my paintbrush making my work, but it is. <laughs> it's about life and living life fully and like seeing your, the world through a different lens. And all of that experiential stuff will like end up eventually in your creations because it's like a response. I wouldn't be surprised
0: if your art has changed actually. Like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to change hugely, but just change and take on a slightly different flavor after your big traveling experience
1: who knows, I need to start a new body of work. (laughs) (laughs) That canvas awaits, Laura. (laughs) But this episode isn't about creating a body of work, but let us know if you want to talk on that as well and dig deeper into like really preparing a, a new body of work to sell or something like that. This is more about uncovering the block and like really just little like snippets on like how to get started again and gathering that inspiration and like things that we've done in our practice to like help us along the way. Do you have anything else that, to add? Like if people are feeling stagnant or they're feeling blocked? I do around the physical
0: barrier stuff and the psychological barrier stuff, just in that I have a couple of free guides if anyone's interested to help with specifically those things. So I can drop a link below this if that works for you, Laura, just to help you out if you're listening. So three, I've got three guides. I have to remember which ones they are. There's one that helps you with setting up your art space, no matter how big your space is. So that's a big barrier for a lot of people, not having the right space and right in inverted commas. And then the other one is I can't even remember. Am I really good at marketing for my <laughs> business?
1: <laughs> well, the link will be down below. So that's right. If you're listening, on the podcast streaming services, Apple and Spotify, then it'll be in our show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be down below in the information for the video. Lucky it's not just me here. <laughs> <laughs> We're a good team, Roz. Yeah, Where we yeah. are. <laughs> okay, so that's helpful for people. Thank you for making those resources. Anything else on those mental barriers? Something from- on the specific
0: blocks? So I usually have. These are the ones that come up for people with space. This is in my experience, space and then supplies and time as well. Time is huge, a huge one. And I think it comes down to perfectionism as well. So this idea, I will only make my art if I have large lengths of time to go and spin in paint on my canvas that is on the floor. You know what I mean? Like this What's your tips? I have ideas, but what are your tips around this? (laughs) Prioritisation.
1: I also found for me that working towards a specific goal or project actually helped me to create more art. Creating for art for art's sake without structure is really challenging for the way that my brain operates. But Laura, that said, you couldn't
0: have come back from overseas and gone straight into an art project.
1: No way, I would have been exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's that knowing what
0: is right for where you're at. So, you know, maybe just doing the no specific goal daily art practice of five minutes is a good one for a while, for a two week period or something, and then move into some sort of a small achievable project.
1: But that had structure around it too. Like you set a task, so it was seven days of creativity. So that was the project, I guess. We just didn't call. No, it that. we didn't. Yeah, so, and it was simple, something really simple, yeah. really achievable, and then there, it was a, sort of a time frame, and then I committed to that. So yeah, it is about like sort of like imagining what you want to create, setting that goal, and then committing to like small tasks to sort of uh, take action. On that goal
0: more on that specifically or more on this specifically in another episode because I wanted to unpack what happens as well we would talk we've talked about this before what happens sometimes when we do have those time restrictions and all the blocks and the interesting psychological things that come up when you're under pressure to create something within a time frame so yeah that's I think that's a whole
1: yeah I feel like it is. I mean, you're a busy mum, Roz, but you do fit art making into your life. So, like, I feel like a lot of women that have families, like, time is a big, like, pain point for them and it is something that just keeps coming up as a big challenge.
0: It is a thing. Like, I think you have to realise that, you know, time restrictions or time, you know, limitations, that is a factor, but it's not going to go away, so the key is working out how to, how to carve out, that's the whole carve out time for Art Bizo, how to carve out just that tiny little bit of amount of time for yourself. And yes, you might have to drop something else, like, you know, miss out on an episode of your favorite show or something, or, you know, don't clean the fridge one week, <laughs> whatever it is. I really, I, I hardly clean my fridge, just <laughs> keeping it real over here. But, you know, things like that, like if you need to drop something off your list to make time. And that's like you were saying, it's about priorities, you know?
1: Yeah. And permission, like you always talk about that permission, like allowing yourself that time and space to like honour that call and that need within you.
0: Hello, hello. It's Roz here. I just had to interrupt our episode to let you know about my free Facebook community for creatives. Yes, yes, I know it's on Facebook and Facebook does have its downsides. But it is a great way to meet other creatives and join communities of like-minded people. So if you would like to join our group, you are so incredibly welcome and we cannot wait to meet you. Come and search for us under Permission to Paint Free Community. See you there.
1: Okay, lots of interesting things. Let us know how you found this episode, everyone. We talked about some really interesting things and I feel like we've got other topics to sort of dig into going forward. This happens every time. I know, (laughs) I know, right? I love these chats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Well, thanks, guys, for listening um, to our podcast episode today. We hope you enjoyed the chat and that you got a lot out of it as well for your own personal art journey. Make sure that if you haven't already that you follow us over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or I don't know, where are we, YouTube, Instagram. Subscribe. Facebook. On, subscribe <laughs> on YouTube, guys, too.
1: Like that's this is it. Our new experiment. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. And
0: usually there's also an option somewhere in all the different various platforms to like activate notifications so you can be informed when a new episode comes up. So if you can try to find that on wherever you're, you know, the platform wherever you're listening, that might help you out to make sure that you catch our next episode.